Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. It's great to see you all here. We good this morning? Yeah? Well, my name's Nat, and I'm one of the the pastors here at uh, Celebration Church. We just want to welcome you this morning and welcome those who are online with us this morning too. We pray that you're also blessed just as we who are here this morning will be blessed. It is always a a privilege and honour. I'll just thanks. It's always a privilege and an honour to be able to come around the Word and to have the opportunity to share the Word of God. And, you know, always thankful for, for uh, Pastor Benaira and Pastor Charlie who are on sabbatical at the moment. And how many weeks until they return? About a month, th- three to four weeks upon their f- 40 weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, what, what, can, I get, can I get one? Can I get? No. <laughs> but I'm thankful for Pastor Benaira and Pastor Charlie. That they, are amazed, they are amazing pastors. Uh, amazing leaders, uh, and uh, not only that, but they're also, you know, for for Kaz and myself, they're our they're our friends too. So we so feel so blessed to do life uh, with them. Keep them in your prayers. Uh, keep uh, lifting them up before God and and praying for times of refreshing and times uh, that they would be refueled and and uh, refired up to to come into to twenty twenty three. And how crazy is it that we're getting close to Christmas? Who's like, oh my goodness, Christmas is is coming up way too quick? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone's excited. Someone is excited. <laughs> But as I said, it is always an honor and privilege to come around the Word of God. And, and, and as I was preparing for this, I was thinking, you know, what, what can um, we, we share about this morning? And, and you know, because this year's theme is all about family. And, and from the, 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 the lens that we were always sharing throughout this year is like, God, how can we encourage our family? How can we encourage our church to, to, uh, to, to apply these things in their life, not only for us corporately as a family, but to be able to take these things home and to apply it to, to your family, but also to apply it to your life personally, yeah? So we were always coming from that uh, perspective. And so this morning we, we're going to come around and, and Cynthia, you can get down in a moment, but I'll just, you can stay there for just a couple more minutes. This morning we're, we're talking about, I've got the title, Presence People Practicing the Presence of God. Presence People Practicing the Presence of God. So why don't we just close our eyes where we are, I'm just going to pray, and then we're going to get into this. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you that you are near that you were near. Lord, would you help us be more aware of your presence, to be more aware of you, not only here right now, but in every area of our lives. May our hearts be opened. May our ears be attentive to what you want to speak to us this morning. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thanks, Cynthia. So presence people, practicing the presence of God. Actually, first, I just want to thank the worship team 
for leading us in such a beautiful time of worship this morning. Thank you, Joey and the and the team. And I tell you what, it is so great to see uh, new faces on the stage as well. I don't know if you've noticed over the last month, but the new people have been joining uh, the team and 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 being involved in leading our worship. And know that if you are someone that has a gift in singing or being able to play an instrument or you have uh, you know, a gift in around audiovisual, around streaming, around uh, sound and lighting and production, there is space for you. Please feel free to come and see us and we'll uh, get you connected in because um, there's always room for more people in our team. And that's right across the board, right across all our departments. There's always room to be involved. But presence people practicing the presence of God. So as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, I was uh, reflecting around. So around 2001, everyone say 2001, uh, who was born after 2001? Put your hand up if you're born after 2001. All you youngins, I'll tell you what. But 2001, I was, get this, I was 18. There we go. Some people are like, you're young. I was a lot older in 2001. But we won't go there. 2001, I was 18 years old, and I was reading a book called The Practice of the Presence of God. Who's heard of that book before? It's a book around uh, a a man named Brother Lawrence, um, who was a a friar in a Paris uh, monastery in the 17th century, so in the 1600s, so over 300-odd years ago. So that's a long time ago. But it's a book of the collections of, of him talking about the practice of the presence of God. And um, just a little bit of like facts there. So you think, what is a friar? That is not someone who just like, you know, who gets chips and then fries um, them, although that would be someone who is a friar. But a friar in those times, someone who's similar to a monk, someone who dedicated their life for God. But where monks actually lived in seclusion, friars would actually go out into their community okay so that's a little bit you know it's like school there's that's as much as you're gonna get from no um so that is a little bit about them but the basic theme of the book is about developing an awareness of the presence of god developing developing an awareness of the presence of god and that is my heart this morning is that we would continue to develop an awareness of the presence of god in our lives. Now, for some of you here, you may think, yes, but I do that and I have an awareness, and that's great. That is awesome. Continue to be open this morning and enjoy that closeness to God. Continue to allow yourself to be draw to draw near to Him this morning. For some of you here, you may be feeling, you know what, it's been a while since I've felt the presence of God. For whatever reason, you know, you may have feelings of feeling un- unworthy or feeling shame or, or for whatever reason, but open, be open this morning. My prayer is that God would draw near to you and that you would, and that you would feel something deep inside your heart this morning and that it would cause something to stir inside of you that as you live the days of your life that you would continue to develop an awareness of God. And for some of you here, you may have never felt the presence of God. You've, you know, this is your first time in church, or you may be new to church and maybe new to, to this, or you, you know, for some, you haven't even you know, given your lives to Jesus yet. That's okay. My heart for you is exactly the same. That God would 
draw near to you this morning, that you would feel something that is totally different, something that is better. The presence of God, being feeling God and sensing God is greater than any other sense or feeling that you can have in this world. It's hard to explain it, but for those who have felt God before, you know what I mean. I'm going to bring, I'm going to, as I speak this morning, I've got a few quotes I'm going to share from this book as well as I, um, as I share around the presence of God. And quote one, we'll put it up on the, the screen. Yeah. It says, that we should establish ourselves in a sense of God's presence by continually conversing with Him, that it was a shameful thing to quit His conversation to think of trifles and fooleries old-fashioned wording there. I'll read that again. So this is a quote from Brother Lawrence in that book that I was talking about, that we should establish ourselves in a sense of God's presence by continually conversing with him and that it was a shameful thing to quit his conversation to think of trifles and fooleries. Basically what it's saying is that we should have continual conversation with God. We should never stop. And to think of other things in this world is foolishness. But to to continue to have a sense of the presence of God. So learning to live a life that is aware of God and Him being near. And as I was talking about before, so back in 2001, and what what I didn't say was that during this time, I had made a personal decision to give myself fully to God. Now, I've grown up in this church and I gave my life to Jesus when I was five years old. But there was this period in my life that after, you know, being a teenager and doing some stupid things and then feeling unworthy, but I decided, well, God, I'm going to give my life fully for you. And over this period of time, I spent a season of about around, roughly around six months where all I did was just read the Bible, pick up some books. And for those of you that know me, I'm not someone that necessarily loves to just read books. I'd prefer to watch movies. Who's, who's, who's like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The books, it's like, I, it's like, I get so distracted. Like, I'll read a couple of lines and I'll get through it and then my mind will wander and I'm like, and I'm halfway down the page. I'm like, I just did not understand anything i i cannot remember what i just read i know that i read it because my voice was speaking so i was reading it but i cannot remember what i just read about who else is like that yeah so it is hard for me so there was this period where i spent time reading the bible and i read all the way through the bible even the really hard books where it just talks about really hard names and just and you're talking about you know pete talking about things that i do not understand. I was like, a lot of this, I'm like, what is it speaking about? There's just a lot of um, big names, a lot of genealogies, you know, a lot of a lot of this and that. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to read it. And I read through the Bible and I read these books and I spent a lot of time in worship and in prayer. Now, it's not saying that, I'm, this is not me trying to flex and say, look how impressive I am and I you know this is I do this every day you know I still have times where I'm like oh my goodness I need to go and spend time with God I need to go pick up my guitar and worship I need to go and get away in peace and quiet and just sit down with God in his presence and just spend time with him but during this time I I spent a lot of time doing that and for me 
this this kind of set a, the the course for for who I am and where I am today. But it doesn't mean that I just leave it there. I've got to continue to walk with God, continue to draw near to Him, continue to be aware of God in my life and what He's called me to do and who He is and to thank Him and to worship Him. Now, I did, you know, hang out with some people during that. I didn't just totally seclude myself away and become a monk and shave my head and wear, like, brown um, the robe or whatever and walk through, you know. So I, I did hang out and I was did some work during that time as well. But as I said, I spent a lot of time focusing on God and spending time in his presence. And why I remember this book is because during this time, I, um, I found this book. Um, my dad, mum and dad had a lot of books, um, you know, in, in our house. And, and I found this book. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And it does have a, um, some old, like, language. And that is it. So I did find it quite difficult to, to stay focused. Um, but I found that I really enjoyed it. I, I loved listening and, and being encouraged about developing an awareness of God's presence. And it impacted my life deeply. And still to this day, I'm reminded about this life of this man called Brother Lawrence and his pursuit of being aware of the presence of God. So as I said before, so this morning, we're going to talk about being a presence people, a people who know God intimately and prioritize making space and room for God's presence, not just in prayer, but also every day and every area of our lives. And from that place, we would fulfill the will of God for our lives. Quote number two. I cannot imagine how religious persons can live satisfied without the presence, practice of the presence of God. For my part, I keep myself retired with him in the depth of center of my soul as much as I can. And while I am so with him, I fear nothing, but the least turning from him is unsupportable. I cannot imagine how religious persons can live satisfied without the practice of the presence of God. It is so true. And this reminds me of a scripture, a passage in the Old Testament where it talks about the, um, the presence of God and, and this is Moses talking to God. So in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 7 to 17, once again, I people always say to me, uh, you use a lot of... Uh, um, scriptures in uh, your messages, like lots, like you have, like when the guys put the slides together, there's like, you know, just under 30 slides or whatever. Uh, I don't care. That's the Word of God. So no. <laughs> but Exodus 33 and verse 7 to 17, it says, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. That's kind of an interesting thing, isn't it? Just like, you know, oh, Moses is going to the tent. Let's all stand at the entrance of our tent and watch him go to the tent. No, just me. I just find it interesting. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come and down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. If you haven't read the Old Testament, read it. Like there's crazy stuff like this. Like a cloud, like a cloud, like a physical cloud would come down and rest at this tent. Like it's crazy. If you read all these, like it's amazing things. I, 
if you have read this before, you, you think to yourself, man, the Israelites were so silly just to doubt God because of all the things they did. I mean, it's easy for us to look in hindsight and go, God just did amazing miracles all the way through, so we wouldn't be that kind of people. But sometimes we are. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the t- entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. I love that part. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Let us be people that are like that. Let us be a people that would speak with God and that God would speak to us as one would speak to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. So Moses is just having a little whinge here to God. Um, you know, go, God, what are you doing? You told me all this stuff. Where are you? What are you doing? And this is what God says. Uh, remember that the, uh, this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I'll do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. I love that. What else will distinguish us? What else, what, what's the one thing that makes us different from everyone else? It's the presence of God. It's God being near. God inside of you, God around you. That wherever you go, people would sense something different. When they see you, when you speak, they'll sense something different. They'll sense God. Yeah? That we would be a people like this, like Moses, that we'd pray the prayer. Lord, may your presence go with us. Do not send us up from here if your presence doesn't go with us. It's pointless if we go throughout our day not being aware of God wherever we go. That quote read before. It's foolish that we would go throughout our whole day not thinking about God, not being aware of what God is doing. What is God doing right now? The, big, the amazing thing about God is that we're all sitting here, right? And if you're being aware, God could be speaking to, to, to Lincoln about one thing, but be also speaking to Alan about another thing. I love that about God. That we're all in one place, but God could be speaking to every single one of you here about something completely different. Are you aware of what God is doing right now? When you go to school, are you aware of what God is doing? When you go to work, are you aware of what God is doing? When you're at home with your family, are you aware of what God is doing? Now the Hebrew word for presence here is a word called I don't know how to say it, probably panem or panem, which is translated face. The word presence is translated face, implying a close personal encounter with God. A close personal encounter 
with God. Even as I'm sharing this morning, I don't mind if you have your eyes closed and are not looking at me and you're, and you're learning to be aware of what God is doing right now. That is okay. If you want to do that, you can do that. To have a close encounter with God this morning. Panem means face, meaning close relationship or a close encounter with God. Moses knew that it was important to spend time with God. He also knew how important having God's presence. As we said before, he prayed, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Can I tell you this? It's easy to to serve. It's easy to do things for God without praying that prayer. It's easy to do things for God without being aware of what God is doing. It's easy to do. Me, for someone like me, I, I find it easier to do things, but I have to remind myself, and you might be thinking why I have that chair. So this chair here, I have to take this time to get away with God, to spend time in his presence, to become aware once again, to listen to him, because it's so easy to do things for God. But yet it is harder to wait on God. It is harder to, to sit with God and just to, just to enjoy that because we just want to get out and just do things for God. But can I tell you, it will be much easier and, and much better when we do things for God out of that place that we've spent time with Him. Because we're reminded of it's easy then when we're doing things to then it becomes about us. But when we spend that time with him, it's all about giving God glory. It's all about, you know, making him known that we would shrink back, that God would become greater. We'd become less. God would become greater. Amen. So are we praying the same prayer? Am I praying the same prayer? Lord, if your presence does not go with me, do not send me up from here. Lord, that your presence would go with me. Lord, that your presence would go with us as Celebration Church from today. As we walk out, Lord, may your presence go with us. That people would encounter you. Quote number three from Brother Lawrence. Lift up your heart to him during your meals and in company. The least little remembrance will always be the most pleasing to him. One need not to cry out very loudly, He is nearer to us than we think. I'll say that again. Lift up your heart to him during your meals and in company. The least little remembrance will always be the most pleasing to him. One need not cry out very loudly. He is nearer to us than we think. God is nearer to you than we think right now. He is so close. And it's so easy to go through the motions coming to church and, you know, coming and singing songs and, you know, hearing the announcements, the offering message and, uh, and the word and, and as great as they all are. But God is near. And if we don't take that time to go, God, what are you doing right now? Lord, I just want to be more aware of you. I was to say, lift up your heart to him during your meals and in company. So in every, it's not just... You know, going, not just taking the time, you know, in your, in your secret place with God, but it's in every area. So when you're sitting at your desk at work 
or out in the in the the um the yard or um if you work outside or if you're in in a classroom or where whatever it may be or in your home that you spend time just thanking God just thinking about him for the little things every little moment thank you God may I become more aware of you thank you God thank you for being able to do this thank you for thank you for this thank you for that being thankful in all things lifting up your heart in every area are we okay this morning yeah some more scriptures about God's presence Acts chapter 3 verse 19 you, you can just write these down you don't have to turn with them they'll be on the screen Acts 3 verse 19 therefore repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord times of refreshing will come from the presence of God if you're feeling that you like you need refreshing this morning spend time in the presence of God Psalm 95 and verse 2. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Psalm 27 verse 4. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. Psalm 16 verse 11. You'll make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. In your presence, there are fullness. There is fullness of joy. Psalm 73, verse 28. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. The nearness of God is my good. It is what I need to be near to God. It is what we all need to be near to God. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 2. Do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God, for God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Do not be in such a rush to tell God everything. It's not a bad thing. But if we are speaking more than we are listening, then maybe we've got it the wrong way around. And sometimes we feel like we have to speak a lot of things, but maybe we just need to learn Sorry, my wife just gave me a look and like, yes, you do this to me all the time. You speak more than you listen. And all the wives said, yeah, whoa, whoa. Maybe, uh, Pastor Joel, we probably need to do some relationship uh, sort of seminar or something like that. Speaking less, listening more. James 4, verse 7 and 10. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourselves before the Lord in the presence of God. Humble yourselves. When we humble ourselves in God's presence, he will lift you up. Do you know that our church has a rich heritage and understanding of the presence of God. As some of you know me, and some of you may not know me, that you've heard me say before that that I've, this is you know this church is the only church that I've ever known. I've been here since I was a baby, little baby, many years ago. Now, um, but I've seen many people encounter God. I've also encountered 
God many times in our services. And, and there are times in, uh, you know, in probably in the 90s that where we had nights where our church family would come together and worship God. And sometimes there would be like multiple nights in a row, night after night. And sometimes we'd do that for a few weeks or but we'd just come and spend time with God in his presence. People would, be, would, uh, would uh, be encounter God. Some people would fall down. Some people, you know, last week Pastor Joel talked about red flags. Some people would bring flags to these services and, and wave them around. And tell you what, they were dangerous times. If you were in the front row and you didn't know someone was waving a flag around, you could return the week after with one less eye or at least an eye patch over your eye because you were poked in the face with a flag. Uh, who likes flags? Yeah, yeah. I think there are still places for flags. I, I, I personally do. Um, so if you, if you want to wave a flag, uh, wave them at home first. Church does not need to be the only place that you wave a flag around. Um, but I still feel there are places for flags. Who knows, one day we might have that in church. Who knows? But as a kid, I definitely didn't have a full understanding of what God was doing. But I could sense something. And I wanted to encounter God like how other people were. And so I grew up in a church that, that, that prioritized the presence of God. A few weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, we had Pastor James and Pastor James and Pastor Annie when they when they were our senior pastors. You know, the the uh, vision for the church was practicing the presence of God, ministering the presence of God. That is a part of our culture, and will always be a part of who we are. That is why, like when we have times of worship, you know, there are many times where people who who come and visit go. There is something about your worship. There is something that is that is different that I just enjoy. And and can I tell you this? It's it's, it's it's God. It's God's presence. We 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 love to to allow God to invade this space, to invade our lives. Amen. Quote number four: That there needed neither art nor science for going to God, but only a heart resolutely determined to apply itself to nothing but Him, or for His sake, and to love Him only. It's powerful, that quote. Because growing up in an age where, you know, creativity, art, or even, you know, having formulas and, and ways and things that we, you know, we, it's easy for us to go, you know what, I have this figured out. I know what I need to do, A, B, and C, and I need to, this is what I need to do to come near to God. You don't necessarily need that. All you need is a heart after God. That's the one thing about King David when you read. Yes, he made some massive mistakes. But Scripture says to us that he had a heart after God. And that's all we need this morning is a heart after God. In John 15, verse 1 to 11, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser or the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. 
Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone doesn't abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. A lot of abide in there. Lot of the word abide. That probably tells us that there's a big importance about abiding in God, yeah? Apart from Him, you can do nothing. It's pointless to do everything without abiding in God. And in a few moments we're gonna we're gonna spend some time together abiding in Him. Quote number five for Brother Lawrence says Being accustomed to think of him often, you'll find it easy to keep your mind calm in the time of prayer, or at least to recall it from its wanderings. So easy. As I said before, reading, and my mind would just think about everything else. I'm like, wait, wait, what did I just read? what, What was that? Our minds wander so much. Who here can find it hard just to, to focus and to think about one thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who here is like me and you, you're going, okay, I'm going to think about you, God. And then you think about 500 billion more things. And the moment you say, no, I'm just going to think about this, instantly think about everything else. And it, yeah, yeah, that's, that's me too. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on things that are above, not on earthly things or not on things that are on the earth. So it's learning it's a practicing. The book is called The Practice of the Presence of God. And, and this morning I, t- I titled it Practicing God's Presence or Practicing the Presence of God. It's about learning to dis- discipline yourself, to be diligent, to take that time. If you can do that, not only when you spend time in your secret place with God, but if you learn to do that in every area, are you doing that now? Practicing God's Presence. 1 Chronicles 22 verse 19, it says, Now set your mind and heart to seek the Lord of God. Arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord God, so that the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God may be brought into a house built for the name of the Lord. Set your mind and heart to seek the Lord of God. Quote number six. Often, in the beginning, you will think that you're wasting time, but you must go on, be determined, and persevere in it until death despite all the difficulties persevere it's easy to it's so easy just to wander off but and you might think that it's wasting time but be determined to sit and to dwell on god to to abide in him hebrews 10:36 you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of god you receive what he has promised persevere 
practicing the presence of God. And Kez, I'll just ask if you can come up on the keys. In a moment, um, Kez and I, we're going to uh, we'll, we'll lead us in a little bit of uh, worship and in a time where we can just spend time abiding in God this morning. And I might even get the guys, to, uh, the host team, if you want to um, hand out the communion, that would be great. We're going to take communion together also. But to persevere, to abide in God, prioritizing, spending time with Him. Spending time in His presence, learning to become more aware of God and that in His nearness. Why don't we just close our eyes where we are? I hope this has encouraged you this morning. I hope God is is speaking to you this morning about the importance of of practicing the presence of God or spending time with Him. What I didn't get to say also is that Brother Lawrence, he learned a lot of this when, when he was a, being a friar. He actually did work in a kitchen, <laughs> part of his job. I think cooking and, and making meals for the, for the community. That's what the, the monasteries did in those times. They made meals for their community and those who were in need as well. But he learnt that even in peeling potatoes, that he could be aware of the presence of God. He could, in the most mundane jobs or the most mundane tasks, he could be aware of the presence of God. And I encourage you, if you haven't read it before, to, to find the book. It's only a short short book. I think it's about 90-odd pages, I think it is. But it's a very good book. Can we be people that can be aware of God's presence in the mundane, in the little things? When your kids are running around the house crazy in the, in the morning, when you want to try to get ready to go to school, and you ask your child for the 50th time to go get dressed. No, it's just us. Yeah, just us. You can practice the presence of God even in that moment. Whilst you went to the supermarket just to go in there and out within a minute because you knew exactly what you want and then you get stuck in line um, and then someone who's gone to the 12 items or less has taken 13 items, and that's just one too many, and you're like, man, you know it says 12. I mean, you don't say this, you're thinking this. You know it's 12, you have taken more. Now you have wasted my time. But you can actually spend time being aware of the presence of God. Use those opportunities. A massive distraction of these things, yeah? Phones and things. Try and put it down more and be more aware of the presence of God. 
however that works for you. For me, as I said before, I like to, to pick up the guitar or, or um, play the piano and, and sing or whatever. But there are many other ways that I do that as well. It might be putting on music. It might be just sitting in silence. We can practice the presence of God. And in a moment, as I said, we can take uh, this communion together. And Scripture tells us that when we take communion, that it's a time where we do this in remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. The bread representing his, his body that was broken for you and for me. And, and the, the cup, which represents the, his blood poured out for us. That as we partake of those emblems, we can remember what Jesus done for you and for me. But I also want us to spend this time being aware of God and his presence. Communion, the word communion means to commune with God, which means to, to, to be close, be in close relationship with him. So I encourage you that as we partake these items this morning, draw near to God. Think, set your mind on, on him. Set your mind on things above. Yes, there will be moments you'll think about many other things. Just try and bring it back. It's a hard task. It is a hard task. As we read before, Brother Lawrence talked about, you know, uh, it's, um, it's difficult to keep your mind calm and to keep your mind fixed and focused on him. But keep doing it. Keep bringing your mind back. So, Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this moment. Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for you and for me. And we remember that your body was broken for us and that your blood was poured out for us that we may have everlasting life. So we thank you from the, from the depths of our heart this morning. We thank you. And Father, as we also take this time, Lord, we want to become more aware of you, more aware of your presence. So as we partake this, these emblems this morning, may we become more aware of you. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.